up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse with Billy and Steve. What's up? What's up? I am Billy. And I'm Steve. I need to get a bigger desk. I need a bigger boat. Uh, I need a bigger boat. First things first, man. First How is it first, that the I'm Bills Papa. only scored three points in the second half? Because stupid play calling. It's Two like interceptions, the running first, the ball the all down half, their throat, and they stopped. It and was start like screwing around. How is anyone going to ever beat this team? They, the they will half, find a way to beat themselves. It was like, what the heck's going on here? They find a way to beat themselves. It's a guarantee. I think I said it on the Bills podcast. I do every now and again. It's you're sure there's a surefire play that's going to happen. A guarantee that Buffalo will find a way in the game to do something stupid and ruin a fantastic drive. They do it. It's guaranteed week by week. A couple weeks ago, it was McKenzie. They were driving against Kansas City. They do like a in, back out, half toss, and he fumbles it rather than just run the play. Mm-hmm. So the other night it was, I mean, the, the, either one of those interceptions were bad. There was a missed one to end the game. He's rolling out. He has um, Kumaro wide open, nobody around him, and he just over overshoots him. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But, yeah, Buffalo's running the ball. The, I think Singletary had like, you know, 30, 40 yards in the first drive or first two drives. And I'm all for passing, mixing it in. But, man, you can't, have, you can't be slicing through somebody and all of a sudden give them a chance by start calling stupid plays. And that, that's – I mean, most teams do it. But, listen, it, you say most teams, right? But I, I find that I mean, very they all frust- do I it. find it very frustrating. So I find it very, very frustrating. And I'm the telling worst you, is from, the a, Browns. From, a, from an enjoyable standpoint, like just from no skin in the game, I just want to watch no, football. No, it's not for, and it's it's for like, the silly people. They want to see passing. Yeah, what the heck, man? Can we have a disciplined game? You no, know what I'm saying? Like, the, I want you to dominate first, second, third, and fourth quarter, you know? I mean, you want to talk about discipline. I feel bad, kind of, for the guy, um, DJ Moore, I believe it was, in the Atlanta in the Atlanta-Carolina game. Right. At the end of the game, P.J. Brown throws like a 70-yard bomb, gets it in the end zone, you know, yeah. ties it up. The guy takes his helmet off, 15-yard penalty. They kick the extra point, a 50-yard extra point, and he misses it, and they go to overtime and lose in overtime. But now, do you know that when I didn't even know that that happened? What I, I saw the highlight. I saw and it too. I, and I saw him take off his helmet, and in my mind, because it was just highlights, yeah. I was like, isn't that against the rules? Like you're not supposed to take off your helmet in in the course of a game. Yeah, it and, shouldn't um, be. At least for there, it shouldn't be. You mean in the end zone? Yeah, because the play is over. Once you score, the play is over. Once your two feet hit, it's a touchdown. You can't be hit and fumble the ball. You can't. Once the ball crosses you saying, the goal line, are you telling me what you want it to be, or are you telling me that's that's the rule? That's the rule. But it, that that's what I'm saying. That call should not be a penalty. Okay, it was a bad call. The play, in my opinion, yes. Well, no, the no, play is over. Um, no, I'm asking you like two diff- two different questions. There's yeah. one of how you think it should be, and there's one that says this is how it is. I don't think it should be. Okay, you don't think it should be. No. Okay, okay. No, but the problem is you have to have some level of control. Kind Discipline? of. It's like a yield. It's like a stop sign. You're gonna. You want to put a yield sign there. But people are going to blow through a yield sign. So you put a stop sign there so they can kind of slow down and pay attention. Right. You don't want guys running up every time you do something, take your helmet off, cheering, and jumping. Because some guys can't, can't control their emotions. You know, they you have know, a problem. You know they call that the Emmett Smith rule, right? Because Emmett Smith we used to do this. He was notorious for this. Because oh. Emmett Smith had a problem, from what I remember anyway. I, it was marketing. He can't, I can't market myself, but people cannot see my face. Mm. So he'd always take his helmet off. 
I'm 99% sure it was him. How can I market myself if nobody can see my face? That That is a dilemma for fo- fo- football players, for sure. But all I no, know... the dilemma is when they're doing commercials, they're still dressed up in shoulder pads. That's the <laughs> dilemma. That drives me crazy. Listen, but you know why? Because they don't think people gonna, are going to recognize you them. You wear your jersey. I, I oh, get it. I can okay, see your okay. jersey. Got it, got it, got they're got dressed got in full outfit. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it does. I don't like that either. It's, it's so very silly. cheesy. Very cheesy. I don't, I don't like to see any... It's, Any commercial with uh, a player wearing their uniform, I just don't like it. Well, like I, I get a basketball player wearing a basketball jersey. People wear basketball jerseys. People wear football jerseys. Yeah, but I'm saying the full gear. You know what I'm saying? That's my sneakers point, though. And yeah. Shorts. I don't like, it's well, like... people wear sneakers and shorts. The basketball one, like it's what you look like. <sighs> you don't wear cleats, thigh pads, shoulder pads, and a helmet. Like they, these guys are holding their helmet, talking about chunky soup in <laughs> in their shoulder pads. Okay, like get out of here with but that. Going back to the 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 rule, I again, I saw the play, saw him take off his helmet, saw like he had to struggle to take off his helmet. Yeah, and I'm like, I think that's against the rules. And yeah, now that yeah. you and now that you told me what happened, how as as a coach. How do you handle that? Because I'm telling you, man, they would have to like hold me down and push me off, and push me into the office and say, "Coach, coach, just, just, just calm down." That would just drive me crazy, it, man. It drive me nuts too, bro. It's you. Ju- it's simple. Don't take your helmet off. And again, the play's over. From when I saw, just I saw the clip. Everybody else saw. Right. He was in like the foreground. The background was way back there. My guess is he wasn't even on the field of play he, anymore. He probably was out of the end zone by the time. No, yeah. the, the, it should not have been called. Don't do it. Don't leave a judgment call to somebody who has judgment. They, they may make the wrong decision. Keep it on. But at the same time, once you score, the play's over. It looked, again, like he was off the field. The play's over. He was definitely off the field because so that, I don't understand. that catch happened towards the back yeah. of the end zone. So, so I, I don't get it. But when you when you make the catch, the ball and in the end zone, the play's over. Look. Two steps, whistle blows, you drop the ball. You can't so once you drop the ball, you can't pick it up for a fumble, which what? means the play is over. So you can I bet if he took his helmet off and started walking, right. he wouldn't have said anything. What the in the, I think it was the Packers game where the guy pushed the coach the, guy, the, uh, the practice squad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the it's like what do you, and then you you saw your coach um, was yeah. holding him back, and he's just like, yeah. it's like, what's wrong with you people, man? Yeah, the, and you, when they showed the replay, they were both rolling into the play. He's yeah. like holding him back, give him a pat, you know, good job. Right. Went to the Bills guy, and he pushed him. They should have thrown him out. I'm glad it's they like, did. I, I'm looking at this. What was funny is that how big he was next to uh, coach, McDermott. 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 Yeah. I mean, he was huge, man. But I was like, what's wrong with you, man? People, you don't play with discipline. There's just no, there, I, I don't even understand. And I look, I could be saying like you talking to a gladiator who just killed somebody. You asking him to, you know, have you know tolerance. It's like maybe maybe masking too much. But it's like no, I because I'm bothered. No one by else that. does it. If it, if it was if it, it was, was the a, norm, like it happened yeah, all the time. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Right? Okay, it, okay. It's nonsense. Like you shouldn't push someone on the sideline. Nobody pushed you. The second I was just caught. Whatever you want to say. No, but there was. And then there is there is like the the penalties drive me nuts. I told you about this before. The friggin' the taunting crap. I almost lost my mind yesterday. They got one. Who was it? The team was blue. It I can't. It was maybe it was the Ram. It was the um, Rams. Tim, what happened when he, he stood he, over him? No, that, no, no even that doesn't okay, bother okay, me. Okay. But he caught the ball. He stood up. The guy. The the yeah, it was Rams or 49ers. The 49ers stood up. They were helmet to helmet. You see the guy staring right at the 49er. He points. He first down and throw the flag for taunting. I almost lost my mind. I've never yelled and screamed so much in my life. If there was no person there, they stand up, they point, and it's no big deal. So you in, you insert a human being, 
and you still get up, don't talk, look straight, point your arm, then it's taunting. Get the hell out of here with I, that. I feel like that's the dumbest. The and then AJ Brown, who says, "Get off my grass." You are. Then AJ Brown I, I catches. No, Listen to this. I, I'm bothered by people who no. do that kind of stuff, man. I'm not saying it's not good. But if this isn't taunting and you happen to put a person there and do the exact same thing, no, that's nonsense. But, but listen, when you do it in front of someone's face. Don't be there. I didn't tell you to stand there. You caught the first down. <laughs> you put your hand out. If you step into my frame and look at me, I'm saying you're that, in the wrong. That is the that's the place. Like if you have a probability, aggressive men who party on testosterone, who can get lead, what can lead to a fight, right? Doesn't matter. When, you're a when, grown man. When no one's around you and you do this, you're or when grown, someone's face to face, you're a grown you, man. You, you can't talk to grown men. Then AJ Brown. AJ Brown catches the third of three beautiful touchdown passes. Two guys bang in, bang into each other, fall down. He catches, turns around, one, two, and yeah. walks off and they throw the flag. You've got to be kidding me. I didn't even know they threw the flag there. God, but it I, made me sick but listen, in my face, That was bro. another time when I saw that, and I was like, man, that should be a flag. It shouldn't be a flag. And it was a flag. They're grown men. <laughs> you cannot taunt a grown man. Hold on, hold on. Listen. When you say you cannot taunt, you're saying that you can't. What does that mean? Because you, because taunting is not about how someone receives it. Taunting is what you actually do. No, taunting. Taunting is you're. It's you're trying to um, invoke someone, trying to provoke someone to do something wrong. So you're laughing, you're joking. Ha ha! Look at you. You suck. But, but you're saying that. I just want to make sure I understand the statement. Are you saying that I don't have the ability to do that to another grown you man? You can't taunt a grown man. Because your job is to provoke them to get worked up. That's saying, why you're taunting somebody. But I'm saying, but that person that I'm trying to provoke is in is is un is they don't have the ability to be provoked. Is what you're saying? Yeah, they're adults. You know, better. everyone has to has to. An adult <laughs> has restraint. A child doesn't. We just saw the guy who pushed the coach. Man, he had no restraint, and, and he got that's on him. That's what I'm saying. So the idea so that you the, can't the adult, do it. You can't if you can't control yourself. It's a you problem, not a me problem. If I'm in your face, ah, you suck, aha, and you can't control yourself, that's a you problem, not me. You're an adult. I'm not provoking a 13 year old kid because I know I'm going to get under his skin. If you can't have an adult tell you, man, get out of my face and keep moving, you've got a problem, not the person joking around in your face. Sorry, bro, that don't happen for me. I can't. Doesn't make sense. You're an adult. Listen, I I I think that I can come up with scenarios where you will clock a guy. For uh, and it's my get, fault getting into your space, and it's my fault. I, <laughs> I have control over me, nobody else. I agree with that, I 100% agree with that. Then but I'm, there's that's still, where, that's there's, still there's still a, a level of culpability to the one who's being aggressive. No, I'm responsible for me, nobody else. Oh my goodness, I, I don't, I, I don't, don't get pissed off when you I, have no money for retirement I, because you were depending on social security and you didn't save money your entire you life. Can, That's a you problem. You know what? That is very nice transition. I am so I'm glad not done you talking said football. That. So I'm, I'm watching, so glad you said that. So, yesterday, oh my goodness, Christian McCaffrey, I think for the first, oh he goodness. was, he was the first time in, and think of all the running backs. My dad said this last night, all the running backs San Francisco has had. All of them, and there, there's tons of star running backs. Christian McCaffrey yesterday was the first one in 49ers history to throw for a, a pass, a touchdown pass, and the first one to catch a touchdown pass. And then for icing on the cake, he ran it in. So he's the first one to catch and throw a touchdown pass, and he's the first one to catch, throw, and run a touchdown pass in San Francisco history. And they've had guys like Roger Craig, Ricky, um, Ricky Waters, Tom Rathman. It I mean, he's had studs. Often. 
doesn't matter. In your history of the league, this guy's been there for two weeks. And the history of the 49ers franchise. Right. But, I'm, but I mean, think about how creative you have to be to be able to do no, that. No, it's right? a bizarre stat. Right. Most of these stats are bizarre. But you think of the longevity of the 49ers. Really, in no time they've had no running back, you know, throw a pass for a touchdown or catch one out of the backfield. It was just a weird stat they threw up there. And, again, I like Christian McCaffrey. I root for him. I think he's a fantastic athlete. He's a good old boy. I, heard, I assume I, I, heard, so. I heard him get interviewed yesterday, and he has like a country accent. Well, I'm trying to think where his dad, Ed McCaffrey, played in Denver for a very long time. I'm trying to think where else he played, where he grew up. I can't what, remember. What position did he play? Wide receiver. Okay. You'll hear my dad, if you ever talk about it, he says it every time Christian McCaffrey's name is mentioned. There's a play, I think it's against Seattle. It's somebody, Ed, uh, Ed McCaffrey's running down the sideline. The ball is like 30 feet over his head, so he throws his hands up and falls down. The ref throws a flag for pass interference. <laughs> And the defender is like thirty, like like five yards behind him, not even close to flopping, him. flopping, just like this, and the he original, falls down. The original flop. It's one of the most heads up plays you've ever seen in football. It was right. unbelievable. And, and your dad appreciates that. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, because his ref, they don't. I mean, half these guys are fifty years old, sixty years old. Uh-huh. They're not keeping up with world class athletes. Right. So you see a guy fall down. Oh, <laughs> pass interference. Oh my God. There was a couple that uh, even in the Bills game last night, they called Robert Tunyon for an offensive pass interference. I mean, offensive pass interference when you're running and position to get open, you push a guy. He was running off the line. The guy was on him. They're trying to break free, and the guy trips and falls, and they give a, a offensive pass interference on a touchdown. I was like, damn, I'm, I'll take it as a Bills fan. That's ticky-tack, man. They had a, the, these, these penalties are getting more and more ticky-tack for, the, for whatever reason, safety, all this nonsense. It, it Listen, drives me bonkers, you, bro. You say that, but I actually heard someone talking about this the other day. Remember, okay, last week, man, I can't remember who the quarterback was, but a referee asked the quarterback for, no, no, it was the Tampa Bay game. Uh, yeah. Mike Evans asked him for his autograph. Did you hear about that? No, who, who asked him for the autograph? The referee. Oh, yeah? Asked him at the end of the game, he asked him for an autograph. You saw him in the tunnel. I mean, they were, you know, it was just taking a picture yeah. of people walking through, and they happened to catch this on camera. And I heard someone say, like, look, they, the NFL, like, this right here looks very fishy. Because they gave a response like, no, no, I wasn't getting an autograph. I was just exchanging numbers for yeah. some whatever because we both w- went to the same college. And um, the it looks very, very suspicious when no. quarter, when, when, when referees and, re- and, and players get down like that. And so I say all that to say that the guy had suggested that it's those kind of things that when you see the kind of plays that we, that you're yeah. saying, like we see all these penalties that really like yeah. remember remember the sack at the KC game, I think it was, where the guy sacked him cleanly and they yeah. still and they called a fifteen yard penalty on yeah. that. It's like, hold on a second. Are you trying to skew the game? Atlanta, but yeah, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you you gotta, well, there, you gotta there's avoid a, that. There's at all a video. Costs. See, I'm with you. At the same time, people didn't mind their business. These guys, <laughs> these guys are on the field week in and week out. They know each other. Uh-huh. They know each other. So for you to say, oh, look, he's being nice to somebody. He's fixing the game. Shut your face and get out of here with that. That's such nonsense. Hold on. I got to play something that's 30 seconds long. But what was the thing that you said that said, oh, that's a great transition? You said something about- If um, you were, if you're depending on Social Security, not saving money, don't get mad when you're broke when you're older. No, no, no. You said something after that. Way after that. You said uh, oh, something about- um, if if it has something to do with the taunting, it was all about the taunting, and I was saying like you can't I don't taunt the girl, man. I, You're yeah. responsible for yourself. Oh my goodness, it was perfect. I'm not even gonna play it until I remember it, man. Right, it was, well, that's it I mean, was I, it was perfect. I, that's all that I said. You can't expect Social Security 
to take care of you as an adult when you're older, when you don't have any money, you've not saved money your entire life. That's a you problem. You can't depend on somebody else. If you aren't, re- if you are not responsible for you, you know, that's it. Well, the, the, the gist that you're making is that you can't respond. Oh, I think the gist that you're making is that you're mature enough not to respond to yeah, negativity. You're an, you're an right? adult. You're in a professional. Okay, great. So this is, so that's, that's what I want. And on the heels of that, listen to this. There was this controversial figure. Everywhere he went, people challenged him. They questioned his ideology, trolled him, called him ugly names. But he never took the bait, never raised his voice, refused to retaliate because he believed he could change the world by turning the other cheek. And uh, and it ends by saying, oh, let me see. It says uh, he got... He is the most interesting man in the world. He gets us, all of us, Jesus. So they're talking about Jesus. and the Those re- Jesus commercials they play all the yeah, time? Yeah, And the reason I brought this particular one up, because they have different themes, right? This one's called yeah. Outrage. The reason I brought this up is because on social media, you posted um, where the where the, the rights that who are going to fight fire with fire, whatever it was. I can't remember what you said, but you said there was something that was said. Uh, oh, someone ate the... Ate the Bible? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, yeah. Some protests. Some, some protests of some kid reading the Bible because they have free speech. Okay, yeah, that's what it so was. So they could take it from him. and Exactly. And you're like, where, for- where, where's the comeback and all this? Like, where's the outrage and all this stuff? And then I was like, you know, I don't really support the fight fire with fire, right? Yeah. And I said, because, you know, if you if you fight fire with fire plus fire equals fire. And you're like, well, I don't see the problem with it. I don't. Okay, so. And then this commercial came, like, hours later, I saw this commercial. I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness, this is a perfect response. I'm going to play it. But hearing the conversation we just had, I'm like, Billy, it's just, you're a walking contradiction. It's like, you don't see the irony in this? Like, no. hold on. You're you're an adult. Yeah. You should be mature enough to be able to, like, withstand the, the onslaught of... No, you're, you're mistaking um, reaction. No, they they are bad people, the liberals. They do what they want, so do something back to them. Go out there and find someone they like and kick it over. Rip it in half. But Don't react. Go and do it. Plan it out and go fight fire with fire. Okay, so I if think, the guy I think I'm, my Bible, I'm missing something. What's the difference between reaction, which is what you just If you're jumping my face and I, and I go to punch in the face, I'm reacting. I need to control myself. If I see a calculated effort, this person is out there chewing the Bible, causing problems. Okay, guess what? I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to rip all your soybeans out and I'm going to have them all on the ground and make you have you know regular dairy milk. Screw you. And you think there's a difference between the two? Yeah, I planned one out. I planned to do it. I didn't get upset and react. I'm like, you know what? They're going to keep doing this. We're going to find something they want and we're going to go attack them. Wow. 100%. <laughs> now listen, as long as you follow that ideology, that's why the liberals are going to keep beating us in, in um, politics. But, but listen, I don't... See, that's what's interesting what you just said. Okay. Sports. Okay, so Carrie Lake, right? She is... You saw what she did. Like, um, they um, they came at the, her, her opponent, um, Hobbs. I forgot her first name. Yeah. Her office got broken into. Right, and then they came to Carrie Lake. She's doing a press conference. They came at her and said, "Hobbs said that it was the right wing who broke into her office," and Carrie Lake said, 
you, you're kidding me, right? Mm-hmm. This is how you're going to come at me? And she, and she just started, she had information after information after information about all the media who are saying that this is a right-wing attack on Carrie Lake, uh, on the component. And she's like, this this is why things get bad, because yeah. you people aren't doing your jobs, and you just let her spew what she wants to spew, and then you guys actually report it. When the reality, when the reality, reality of it is, it's far from the truth. But yet you would still come and ask this question broad daylight so that you can get your bait click and put it out there. Yeah, I'm saying that that kind of response, and I didn't even do it justice how she did it, right? Yeah. But that kind of response is like, yes, that's a mature, sensible, appropriate response. I'm down with that. But not to just hurl insults like Hobbes did, you know what I'm saying? It's like, no. I mean, it's like, yeah. there's no there's no room for that. So she retaliated. She was calculating. She knew what she was doing to get back at the Democrats, to get back at the liberals. You guys don't think for yourself. You send your media to do it. So what's wrong with that? No problem at all. She fought fight. They're talking crap. She talked right back at them. But she didn't talk crap. That's I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Well, whatever the phrase is, <clears throat> they said something. She fired back at them. She didn't, she didn't take it on the chin and say, we'll get them next time, guys. Get out of here with that. I, I, I think that, that there's a difference between, like, w- I think that we agree, but there's a line that I feel like you're willing to cross that I'm not willing to cross. And you that's know? why, like, 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 that's why it, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, I, I'm so against that, We man. talked NFL. We're extending with sports. You know, I had no idea. We, we do family bets around here. I had no idea we had the World Series was going on. I honestly I had no idea it was, even, it was even baseball season. Right. I had no clue whatsoever. Right. And I get a text from my dad. He's like, "Hey man, we're, we're betting the World Series," and I'm like, "What? The World Series? Your dad follows baseball? No, but we bet the World Series as a family group. Okay. I ended. Up, I, I took the Phillies to win in six. So I looked up Astros have won a like hundred plus games. The Phillies were the wild card team, the last 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 team to get in. Right. And made it to the World Series. They're on a roll. That's you know, they're whatever they're doing, they're doing their thing. So I, I picked them. I think I think it's one and one right now. Yeah, they split in Yeah, they split the first two. And I love the way Houston. baseball does it. Two, three, two. I always picked the, the second team. You've got to if you win one, you should hopefully win three in a row at your at your place. Or at least isn't two it, out of three. Isn't it at Houston right now? It was at Houston. I think it's two. Oh, you started then, at Houston yeah. and now it's going to I Philly? think it's two, three, two, okay. the seven games. Okay. I always pick the underdogs. I think you gotta take one home. You got to get two out of three at home, and then you can win the fourth one in the last two. Usually game six. Okay. That's my, my hope. And I will say this. Me and the old man were talking about it last night. I know next to nothing about baseball. I don't follow it. It's not entertaining to me. But every time I seem to put a World Series game on, Dusty Baker is the manager of that team. <laughs> and I don't, like, I don't know what to say about it. I don't know how to react to it. They, you know, it's... It's baseball. The least amount of coaching needed, the least amount of, of manager needed, you could say. Yet, every time I turn around, Dusty Baker is the guy in the dugout on a World Series team. I wish I knew more about baseball to find out. Is changing the lineup really that big of a deal? Is pulling your pitcher too soon or too later that big of a deal? But listen, I He think, is always in the World Series. I think it's just coincidence, Matt. Uh, listen. Once or twice, maybe. I think. I think my dad said last night. I, I maybe I'm gonna look it up. Six times in the last ten years, he's been to the World Series. Some something, something. No way. I mean, he's from San Francisco, right? Like the Giants were there a lot. He was for the Reds. They were there. Phillies, I think. And he's in Houston right now. Where is he? I think it's Houston right now. Right. He was with San Francisco for a long time. They didn't. They couldn't have gone that much. I don't know, man. But every time I look at baseball. He's he's coach he's manager managing 
managing mm-hmm. the World Series team. It blows my mind because I know nothing about baseball. So that's our baseball talk, you baseball fans. Go uh, whoever. I don't know. So listen, I want to ask you a question. Did you hear about um, what's that guy's name? Um, the play, the Donald for the Rams. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. And man, I can't remember this other player, but they were part of Kanye West's um, sports management team. Okay. Uh, you know what do you call those agents? He he has an agency thing, right? Yeah. And so I think Aaron Donald and there's another player which I can't remember the other guy's name. I think it might be a basketball player. They both dropped him as an agent. They both walked away from this thing. And did you hear about that? No. Okay. So and I bring this up because it's sports related because you have two. Listen, sports I'm going to go right off on this. Uh-huh. I'm going to go a hard right. No, man, why? It's sports. It's <laughs> that sports. That is not my kind of sports. It, it's sports. It's so important, man. It's not important. Why is that important? Because Buffalo's on their way to the Super Bowl. But we can't Aaron Rodgers is looking horrible out there. It proves that Aaron Rodgers is not an elite quarterback. Elite quarterbacks elevate their oh, team. Hold on, hold on. They don't sink with the ship. Before, before we before we switch gears, I want to talk about this for a second. Yeah. That, uh, and uh, Dusty listen, Baker, hold on, hold three on. World Series trips, but it's been to the postseason 12 times. So maybe, because I only watch baseball in the postseason. What team? Um, Giants. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Giants and the Angels. And right now he's with Houston. Now he's with Houston, yeah. So three World Series trips, but 12 postseason trips. Oh, hold on, real quick. The, yeah. sec- the last stint was with Houston, right? Where- I believe so, yeah, okay. yeah. Because yeah. they won the World Series. Did, hold on. Well, he's 0-2 in the World Series. So he didn't win he that didn't one. He didn't win, no. He didn't win that one, okay. So, again, I only watch baseball when okay. the when the playoffs start, right. if I watch at all. And he's always there, so maybe that's what I saw. Again, I know nothing about baseball, but this guy is always there. Um, Going back oh, to dusty. sports. And yeah. so, but listen, but I do want to comment on, on uh, yeah. Rodgers. But I'm going to put well, we that in. 11 minutes. Okay, I'm going to put that in a second. But I want to go back to the... The Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald yeah. and the cohorts. Athletes are wimps. Mentally, there, most, there are yeah. wimps and there are wusses. And well, no, all they, they care about is they themselves. They have to, not that, they have an image to protect. Aaron Donald does commercials. Aaron, Aaron Donald does, he's in the national spotlight. So Aaron Donald is not allowed to go against the machine. I, when I think about, and, and remember I told you recently, I said, man, I can't stand looking at, um, LeBron James. Yeah, I said that like his commercial. He got this AT and T commercial that just. Yeah, I'll tell you something I, off air about it, that. It just, <laughs> it just rubs me the wrong way, and I really like. I do. I no longer believe that he's a credible person that you should advertise your stuff for you. Mm-hmm. I believe that when you when you think about like the Muhammad Muhammad Ali of the days, the yeah. um, the uh, James Brown. Is it James Brown? Uh, Brown, the running back. Is yeah, it no, James sorry, Brown? No, no, but I can't. You, you, it's something Brown. I can't yeah, forget. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. You know, those iconic figures of the 70s who stood up and said, okay, this is what I believe. And I, and it could be me against the world. I don't care. You can disagree with them, but you have respect because they weren't being, you assume they weren't being force fed stuff because there was not that amount of media or attention on them back then. But listen. We say that, right, because we don't have – they didn't have the micromedia that we yeah, have right yeah. now. But be, I think so – say you assume. You we, hope that Yeah, you I'm learn. saying I think because very specifically we didn't have the micromedia, they, that they were the only news in town. So yeah, they yeah. really got they, – whatever they had to say was definitely amplified. And I'm saying to you that um, I respect those guys, even if I don't necessarily agree with those guys, yeah. because Muhammad Ali, he followed uh, Farrakhan, right? But I don't necessarily agree with everything they said. 
But the fact that they were able to stand on a controversial issue and yeah. say, hear me roar. This is who I am. Hear me roar. I respect those guys. Right now, we got a bunch of wusses. Like no, yeah, yeah. LeBron James, for example. Because it's money. You know, it's they have like, no integrity. It's like LeBron. Like It costs LeBron nothing to say anything that he says. Yeah. It costs him nothing. Because they're funded by China. People don't realize that. They used to, used to have accountability in America because the American people gave you your money. You We were your revenue stream. Now you branch all over the world, especially China. Unlimited money, it seems like. They tell the people what to do. They can say whatever they want. You're still going to get an influx of China of money from China to ESPN to the NBA. I mean, they're giving China. Uh, the China is China is giving NBA money. Part of that money is going to the WNBA to keep feeding. We have no fans. We have no nothing. America hates women. Like all of it circles together. All coming from China. They're everywhere. And if LeBron James says something stupid, people can boycott. Sure, they'll, they're going to lose ticket sales, but they make their money in TV ratings now. I think like even the Marlins when they were, I mean they're still yeah, bad. And they was making they're making a ton of money, you know, millions yeah. upon millions upon millions in right. TV deals, and they couldn't sell out. I think the whole season they never got the total of what their stadium held. You know what I mean? That's how bad <laughs> no, it is. No, come on, man. That's, they're horrible. That's exaggeration, man. But you get my point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you can't you can't right. tell me like so, these guys so my point care is, about yeah. what goes on over here. They don't. The big the big takeaway from this dealing with sports is that stop looking at our at players as heroes or as things to look up to because the players of of the 20 of the 21st centuries are are weaklings they stand for nothing all they stand for is money i mean the guys who i mentioned earlier and there's a couple of others i can throw down that list they actually lost money they lost prime time of their lives yeah. because of what they stood for and these guys right here it's so convenient for them to just Join what everyone else says because it's, it's not hurting. It's not hurting their pocketbooks. They don't books. care. They're wusses. And again, they're in. They're in the. Like I said Aaron Donald particularly is in the spot. He's got Pizza Hut commercials. He's got some yeah. insurance. He's commercials. in L.A. Big market. Yeah. So he's know. not. You know. He's not. He's. Probably, they want to go to broadcasting afterwards. Possibly. He's, you know. He's a. He's a decent guy to listen to talk. Mm-hmm. Like he. He sounds personable. So you can't rock the boat. You can't go against the machine. And that's what it is. You want someone to look up to as a kid. Look at a guy like Latavius Murray. Doesn't mouth off. Doesn't do any crap. Team to team to team, never complains about his contract. The guy just stays doing well. Like, how come we, guys like that aren't showcased? Who's Latavius, on, t- Latavius Murray? Latavius Murray right now is running back for um, the uh, Denver. He was the Vikings, then went to the Saints, then he went to, I, I think, another place. But why are you bringing, Baltimore. Why are you bringing him up? You're talking about I don't, have, I don't look at these athletes like heroes. Right. If you're going to look at one, look at the one who busts their ass oh, all the time. Got it, got who it. doesn't give up, doesn't whine and cry and complain, right. does what you're asked to do, ride the bench, okay. go play, this switch teams. Good transition. Where, where, where are those guys to yo, look at? Yo, Geno Smith? I watched the whole game yesterday. I don't watch. I watched some of it. I watched the whole game yesterday, and I remember you I was, saying, "Like I was like, oh, because Tyler Lockett got him twice. One for sure, he dropped the wide. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. wide open. Right, but one he had a tiptoe in the end zone. But but, but listen, he told him, I'm coming back to you, bro. Be ready. But and he went back the, to him when he got I, it. The point I want to make about Geno Smith is that I remember you saying, like, I think you you might have used this reference, like the clock is right twice every day. You know, bro, clock, clock is clock, right twice. Exactly. A day. So I'm like, okay. Geno must be just, you know, part of the system, whatever. I watched him play. This is a different Geno Smith than what I remember back in um, uh, the Jets days. I mean, well, I honestly. Different team. A different team. But I'm saying, like, different mentality. Like, Geno Smith, when he played I before, he was definitely, I'm a gunslinger. I'm going to win the game. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm the LeBron James of this team. You know, come on my back. The Geno Smith that I saw yesterday was conservative. And and I don't mean game manager like a, a Cooper uh what's that guy's name from Dallas, Cooper Rush. Rush. Not like yeah. not like that. But like 
I, I'm going to live to fight another down, you know what I'm saying? So if I got to throw this ball away, if I got to take a sack, I'm, I'm good with that, you know? I'm not I'm not going to do anything extraordinary. Yeah. But if the open guy is there, I'm going to throw a night. I mean, remember, we've commented on this show yeah, multiple yeah. times of his touch. I actually seen it live yesterday. Like, oh, my goodness. If, if he was throwing like this coming out of college, I understood why he got drafted. I mean, that yeah. guy has touch. Very nice touch. And and he understands the game. And it's like, wow, man. So this is a I'm I'm buying Geno Smith. I don't believe there's gonna be a regression to the mean. I'm not saying that this is a Super Bowl contender. I'm not saying that they're gonna go all the way. No, no, I'm I don't just think he's gonna be this turnover be, monster that yeah, he's always been. He's not gonna be the cause of them losing. Yeah, the point he's I'm not making. gonna go out there and throw four touchdowns a game, but he's not gonna be out there, I I don't think anyway, doing bad plays like the Geno Smith we used to see. Right. One, you can I mean we said it last night talking to the old man. I don't know if it's the offensive line they have or they're just good at getting running backs. They've not had a bad running back in 10 years. Marshawn Lynch, Chris Carson, uh, Penny's good, but he's always hurt. Now you have yeah, DJ Dallas, who was solid, but he's always the guy behind the next guy. Mm-hmm. Now you have Walker to third. These guys are running nonstop. So it does help Geno Smith that they're not having, they're not, they're not, you know, seven guys dropping back. They're dropping back five because they're trying to stop the run up front. So he's allowed to be a little more free with the ball. If they had no running game and he was forced to pass to move offense, it might be a different story. Well, but I think that when you think about Seattle, when Russ Wilson was there, yeah. that was their scheme, right? It's like run the ball, run the ball, and when there's opportunities, take your shot. Same what they right. have now. Right. And I, and think about Russell it. Russell Wilson takes sacks left and right. I don't but think Geno Smith he does. He doesn't. He doesn't. And And – I'm not sure why. Like I'm, I'm watching this. I'm watching Waiting the game. Waiting for the big play, Russell Wilson. I'm talking about. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah. But did you know Geno Smith was with the Seattle for so many years? I think four. Yeah, since 2019. I didn't know. I didn't know Geno Smith was still in the league. I I knew last year he he played for a quick minute. I was like, Geno Smith still plays football. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know about it until he came up because they were talking about Russell got hurt. They trade him. Is Geno Smith going to be a guy? I'm like, Geno Smith. Yeah, who is him? Yeah, yeah. He's still the here. same Geno Smith. Yeah. yeah, and he didn't do so well. Uh, he came in for a little bit, did okay, and then here comes the Geno Smith we know. Right. Even the beginning of this season, he came in hot. Then came the Geno Smith we know, but I think he knew he wasn't going to get pulled. They had no one to, hey, get it together out, and he managed to level out, mm-hmm. which is good. Some guys, you come in excited, you make crazy plays, you want to do well because you don't want to get pulled. Knowing you, you're not going to get pulled, you play a little more carelessly, but I mean carelessly, freely, mm-hmm. because you'll work it out. You'll figure it out. They're not going to pull you the next play. Right. When you're playing with that nervousness, I can imagine it might be a problem. I, look, I, I, I'm rooting for the kid. I, I'm watching him. And In fact, I heard him interviewed at the end of the play, at the end of the game, and he said, Something I can't remember how he started, but he said, "Look, there's a different. I'm 32 now. You know, I was 22 then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I'm a different guy. No, maturity, and man. And I'm like, man, I, I'm, I'm rooting for you, man. I'm rooting for you to do well. Oh yeah, I, there's a lot of guys like that. That's why you don't root for the the team is always going to win. That's why we talk about contracts and you know we're going to boycott. Listen, I'm going out there to watch player X. I'm going out there to watch the Buffalo Bills. I've watched them for 30 years. No one on this team was there." Five years ago, and mm-hmm. I watched Buffalo. You know what I mean? Right. So you're not going to tell me that we're there for the players. Josh Allen, I love watching Josh Allen. When he retires you can still or gets traded, I'm right. still going to watch Buffalo. Right. So these, you know, 
I'm all for players thinking they have a part that can contribute, but there, but there's a fine line. The NFL is a machine in itself. The play, the teams, you can suit up anybody. I'm going to watch the red, white, and blue buffalo on the side of the helmet, right. and nothing else. You know what I mean? On that note, because you mentioned contract as well, dude, I have so much respect for Tom Brady. Because and Tommy I, terrific. And, and listen, I love that guy. And, and and the reason I'm saying that to you is because I'm looking at Green Bay because you mentioned yeah. Green Bay. And I said I'm going to come back to that. Rodgers got paid. Like, is he the highest paid? He quarterback has a clause guy? in his contract that he is the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, no matter what. So I, I, so people can't wonder why they can never get him talent. He's no matter who gets what, he must always get his contract that much more money than that quarterback. I read an article last week that basically said that there's a window. I think it's a five year window. Yeah, maybe seven, but this for the sake of this conversation, this is five. Yeah, where when you have the right quarterback at the right price. That's your win. That's your Super Bowl window. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a good example, right? I, I would say Galapia, Joe, Fla- Joe Flacco, Flacco with Baltimore. Right. Look what happened with Flacco when he, you know, yeah, okay. they gave him one hundred twenty million dollars the next year and bye bye team. But I think Garoppolo was one of those individuals that he was in that window as well. You yeah. know? and and they might still win with him because they have him at such a low 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 uh, bargain basement yeah, he's, price. He's, right? He's there cheap, but. You're, you're, yes, mentally, I don't think he has it. These guys were better, but you're 100% right with the structure of the team. There's a window where if you want to win, this is your window because the quarterback, which counts for like 25%, 30%. Depends on who you play, but mostly, right. So when you have this guy so low, you can actually go out there and get talent. Yeah. I'm saying this to tell you that when you look at Green Bay, you're looking at a talentless team. There's, they really don't have a lot of t- I mean, it's it's so baffling to me how they can't even get a playoff yeah. because they're in the backfield eating his lunch. Yeah. And I look at Tom Brady and I and somehow and someone said this, they said, like, look, don't think that Tom Brady is this good guy, right? Not not they weren't bashing him, but they're saying don't think he's this good guy. He just understood what he wanted was the records. He wanted championships, yeah. and he understood that oh, if, yeah, I gotta, he if I got to, if I got to sacrifice five or ten million dollars to oh, get yeah. championships, that's he, what I want. He was always in the middle of the quarterback, um, in the middle of the quarterback salary. Right, always, right? Never to the top, never to the bottom. They, they I mean, they they get guys, they pay guys a decent amount of money to win. He knew that. I mean, he's going to make money regardless of Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like some guys. You hear the base salary, you know, twenty million. That should be enough. Some guys want twenty-two million. And they'll, for, they'll forego everything they for just want, two more million. Aaron Rodgers, I want to be the highest paid. Yeah, no matter what, I want to be the highest and you paid. Want, and again, he's not a guy who elevates his team. And I always go back to Peyton Manning. Look at you had the, this pretty much the identical team minus the defense, offensive wise, with with Tim Tebow as Denver's quarterback, the same tight end, um, um, receivers, maybe not Welker. Then you bring in Manning. And the very, the very next season, you have the number one offense of all time. Mm-hmm. And then when the four <laughs> years are up, Manning's gone. Right. Those guys are still there, right. and there's nothing. Right. So Manning, everywhere he goes, as long as, I will, as long as I will defend Peyton Manning, you're not telling Marvin Harrison is a Hall of Fame receiver on any other team. You are not going to tell me that. I will not buy it. Same with Reggie Wayne. Zero. Reggie Wayne, he, he wasn't— went to, He went to Washington after that. He went somewhere. I can't remember was where it, he went. Was it, I think it was Washington. He went to. He Washington went somewhere, that, right? but he's not. He's not a go getter. He's not a guy right. fighting for the ball. You can see in the 
in the in the Super Bowl, he kind of falls right, back right, with right. the pass coming yeah, at him. He's not a Diggs. He's not a no. Uh, the Peyton guy from Manning Miami, uh, makes these guys great. He, he's not he's not no. that great. So you receiver, can't tell right. me Peyton Manning doesn't make everybody around him better. Dallas Clark was nobody except for his time with Peyton Manning. How was Peyton Manning with his contract? I don't know. He compared, was compared in the to, middle also. His okay. wife one time told him, listen, you go out there and get paid. Stop stop doing all this restructure crap. Go get paid finally. You're worth what Brady's worth or something along those lines. Okay. It, was like a, it wasn't a big deal, but it was like, come on, you are the best. Go get paid like it. But he never got paid. No, no. That, he had that. a lot of incentive stuff, things like that. Okay. Yeah. Which helped. I mean, are you making the argument that for the helping? Yeah. He did it intentionally to help the yeah, team? Yeah, I'll get. If I... If I win, you know, if I throw for 30 touchdown passes, you get an extra million dollar bonus. Okay. You know, something like okay. that. Listen, I look, in this day and age when it comes to football and how important talent is, like I watched Diggs yesterday. That dude, man, like the same way I feel about Hill is the same way I feel about Diggs. Like, yeah. oh my goodness, man, that you are different than everybody he else is. who's around he you, is. you know? I was really and, upset when they traded everything they had to get him to. I was not but, happy. But now you're happy, right? I mean, I'm, I'm better, yeah. Okay, because I'm telling you, man, there is a difference when you have playmakers at in certain positions. The, the whole game, the whole no. playbook just opens up I mean, for listen, you. Listen, you're not wrong. They're called playmakers for a reason. They're not receivers, the guys who catch it. Like, they, they get open where you can't get open. Where you they can't get, get open, like, right. You know, you, it's just what it is what it or, is. Or even when the ball is in their hands, you're scared. You're like, you know, yeah. like you're, you're holding your breath because, like, what's going to happen next? you know next? this guy's going to do something. Yeah. If I get his office like fully set up, I'm gonna screw this thing to the ground so it doesn't move. Dude, you know I got the tools, man. So whenever you're ready, open. Listen, nine five four three five eight. Oh yeah, forget to lead off with that again. Ninety forty. Nine five eight nine five four three five eight ninety forty. Look, especially I'm I'm gonna try to say this after every segment. So if in a segment we say something that you think is off or you wanted to comment on it, I just want to refresh your mind. Get on the phone right now. Call it. Let us know. And, you know, and we'll play. We want to actually do a segment on this. 954-358-9040. Yeah. Um, I think you, on Friday you texted me. We had two of them. Yeah. Dude, I made a mistake. Of course uh, you did. <laughs> I mean, guys, come on, bro. The first, the first question I asked Steve was, did they call after the show? He's like, I just checked it or something like that. I was like, no, all right. Uh-huh. What happened was I got a notification on my phone that said you got two, uh, uh, like, you know, like this. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of notification that says you got two new voicemail. Oh, no, it says you got two voicemail. So and you like, got voicemails, not us. No, no, it was us. Okay, okay. But it was the two that was there before. Like, one of them was me testing it to see how it worked. Yeah. And the other one was the one that we got, right? Okay, so, that's, so we have no new voicemail. No new voicemail. Okay, so no new voicemail. <laughs> So when you guys want to stereotype old guys with technology, we can't we can't tell you not to because you, know, you have <laughs> oh proof, but goodness. it's something else. So Steve oh. and I were doing something odd last night. Oh. Very rarely do we text, especially when I'm watching oh, football. Oh, yes. Let's talk about this. But, so we're texting each other. And Steve asked me, he's like, hey, did you see this one commercial um, about, you know, I saw these two gay guys in this commercial. And I was like, yeah, I can also point to you about six other ones. He's like, what? I said, you have that age, Shravada for prep, something or other. Which I want to make sure is it the guy with the dreads? There's a couple of them, the, but the one you said, the one you just mentioned, who like describe the guy who I don't gay. know. There's one. Well, there's two. Well, describe the, the two guys who were kissing are the ones who were gay. Oh so no, that, I didn't see so that. That's one. an easy one to point okay. out. <laughs> I didn't but see there, that. there's one. There's one like light skinned shaved head guy with a, with like one of these tight glowy bands around his neck no. dancing in the club doing his no, thing. No, I didn't see that. So if you li- if so. 
as a gay person or a black person, you should be pissed at this commercial because apparently you can only get AIDS if you're black or gay. Because that is the only people in these commercials. Mm -hmm. There's not even accidental pan to the right and find a white person standing around there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I never even thought about that. You're either gay or you're... Every time I see these commercials, what I think about. So like, you got to be kidding me. How so, come no one's pissed off at this? You know what's interesting is that the only other commercial that I can think of, the, the commercial I thought you were talking about was a black guy with dreads. Uh, not not dreads, but like uh, yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying it's the, it's the first Travada for Prep commercial. He's like okay. in a dance studio. He got the mirrors behind him. Yeah, that's that's there for and, sure. And and my thing is that when has being gay been normalized to the point where we? It's like every commercial we're flashing it. And that's the thing. It's every commercial. It's not just you know throwing in one. You're trying to you know include and all that stuff. I get it. It's it's okay so to speak nowadays. But it's it's everywhere you look. So we're so we're texting as you see this Zell commercial. It's the one guy. You know, oh, did you pay me for this? So they could be friends, but one guy, in my opinion, is dressed a certain way, and the, his voice sounds a certain way. Okay. And then the other guy, and then I said, "What'd you do last night? You broke this, so we'll clean it up. Whatever it is." And so the insinuation, again, open to interpretation. They're probably testing your bigotry or not. <laughs> is if you see two guys. Or if you see two gay guys. Well, listen, the one that I'm talking about... Was the one after that. What, you said it was progressive? That was a progressive commercial. Let's throw the flag on that one. Listen, you know what's funny is that I didn't even know it was a progressive commercial. All I, could, all I kept telling you was that it was uh, the uh, the flag, yeah. you know, uh, the re instant replay. Because I didn't know what it was. And then when you said progressive, I said, oh, that's what it was. Because yeah. I was so caught up on... Hold on a second. Are these two... Are these gay? This is a gay couple. I think they are because ain't that one actually says, "Remember last night we did this?" Yeah, or, or exactly. We, we, we did this before because we. And then he said, "We don't have a cat." You know? Yeah, we, a, we we don't yeah, have a there's, cat. There's another one. It's two women. They're building a crib. Okay. And I don't know if they get a loan for something. There's two women, and like, oh, she'll be here soon. Looking at looking at the baby. The two women kind of like holding each other. You know? Oh. I don't know what the I don't know what the what the brand is. Right. So they're doing the wrong thing. I'm not remembering the brand. I'm remembering your social engineering part of the commercial. And I and, and we'll I, go back to those progressive commercials yeah, in a second. I, I have an issue with the way that we're trying to normalize it, and we don't recognize. Like, I hear the people who saying like, "You can't be mean to these people," and I'm like, "I'm 100 percent with you." Yeah, I don't want to be. I'm not. I don't want to be mean to anyone, even someone who I disagree with. I don't want to be mean to that person. Period. Yeah. But what I'm saying to you is that there is something. That's inherently wrong when we do the social engineering, when we try to normalize it. And I made this argument last season with to, to Billy that there's actually a playbook out there. I don't even remember the name now. Where late the early 2000s, they wrote a book, maybe late 19, uh, 1990s, they wrote a book saying this is how we're going to push yeah, our yeah. agenda is by getting it so normalized that we're going to start getting laws passed in our favor. And I'm like, they're... We are a country of the majority. Like uh, everything is set up for the majority, but we've we've allowed the minority to usurp and and to have un um what's the word I'm looking for? They have they have uh they they have oh, they have power that they shouldn't have. And this is what I'm looking for. I can't yeah. inordinate. They have an inordinate amount of influence in an area where they shouldn't have. And we were just we're, we're we're frogs in a pot saying, oh, this is okay. It's no big deal. We don't want to be mean. We want to love everybody." And it's like, "No, come on, come on, guys. You don't want your kids. I don't care. At the sound of my voice, people who are listening, man, listening to me, if they could help it, they would not want their 
children to be involved in homosexual relationships or to be trans transgender or non-binary at the sound of my voice if you listen to me you wouldn't want this but yet we are normalizing it so much we're having drag did you see what happened with uh joe biden no he he interviewed this this uh this guy who's transitioning to be a girl okay you didn't see this oh my goodness uh, he the guy is a a broadway actor mm -hmm. and he is 200 days or at the time of the interview which was like a couple of weeks ago he was 220 days in his transition process okay and he's not even transitioning to be a woman he's transitioning to be an adolescent girl and joe biden and joe biden actually gave him a form sat down this was an interview that made that, well, that I mean, <laughs> and, and he's like uh interviewing him as if he was a real uh journalist and and one of the questions that they let out there was like, uh, hey, how do you feel about people who want to stop transgender laws? And Joe Biden said, I'm against it. You know, we should allow this to happen, blah, blah, blah. Well, and I'm course, like, look at this. He's a pedophile. He's interviewing a man, wanting to be a little girl. He's probably getting his jollies right there. <laughs> That's disgusting, dude. That's I'm not disgusting. the one doing it. He's the one doing it. But think about that for a second. That we have so normalized it that the, the head of state in our country is interviewing somebody who within a couple of hundred days, less than a year, yeah. is saying that, look, I'm transitioning to become, becoming a girl. And he's looking. And when he said that to him, when he said, like, uh, Mr. Mr. President, you know, this is my 220th day of transitioning. Biden's words to him, these exact words, God bless you. <laughs> I mean, listen, bro, I don't know what to tell you. That's that's a weird one to me. It's an odd one. He's an odd guy. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. And that yeah, is that's that that, that is the normalization. That's that the one. normalization. I'm trying to look it up right now. Joe Biden and trans interview trans. Well, going back, going back to uh, the progressive commercials. There's three of them. So you have the one, the the dad and the son, and it's like, don't worry, man. I won't. Uh, I won't play. I won't show you that. Our lives have become talking political points. For, yeah. No, I'm just. I'm no. Look yeah, at the, the yeah, look yeah. at the person. Go ahead, go ahead. No, that's, I mean, I don't know, bro. In my opinion, that's something, if you feel you need to do, needs to be done behind closed doors with your own doctors, and that's it. Stop, if you, like, read that. Let me see, bring it up again. Okay. Our lives have become political talking points. So this person is saying that. Who's in front of the camera? You mean, like, who's, who's yeah. filming this? No, oh, her. Oh, oh, who? Him, whoever him. it is. <laughs> you're in front of the camera. You. He's got you. And you're like, oh. <laughs> We're, we're political talking points. You were in front of the camera making yourself a political talking point. If you were worried about being a political talking point, you, you would be home by yourself with your doctors, your family. This, yeah, no. Nah, this this is this is a guy's YouTube thing. Listen, I, whoever that is, they're going to be woman of the year next year. Remember, women are longer women of the year. It's the men who become the women are women of the year. I, I, I don't want to gross you out. I'm just showing you pictures. Not this is the same person. This is the same person. That that your president, you know it again. It's interviewed. like look at him smelling her hair. I knew that was going to be there. <laughs> See? Oh, look at that! See, right? he likes the young girls. That's what he did. Oh my goodness! That's awesome. Oh I mean, my it's goodness! It's not awesome, but that's awesome. This is this is this is look. No, I see. So it's like, I mean, listen. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. We talk about how men who get demolished in men's sports jump to women and become women and go to women's sports and dominate. I wonder if the same can be said for guys who cannot hack it as a man getting women. It's not working for them, so they jump over to try to be a woman to get 
a man had to become. I, I don't know the minds, the, the the reasoning for it, but it's like you can't be good at one, so you have to go be better at the other. I don't know how like how to how to say that. It's just weird how or why some of these people do what they do. Because my guess is the ones who really have an issue mentally, who feel something, we never hear about them. They're 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 doing what they feel is right by them, not in the public to be used as pawns by you know the Biden administration. You know, it's interesting as you say that because I've actually heard at least two trans people uh, that basically said. They are against how we are pushing this in this country. Yeah, because they probably like, have a real issue. Yeah, they like, probably look, really feel something. I've been doing this for like one person I think has, was 30 years trans, right? Yeah. And it's like, look, this was no easy process. Even to this day, I still go through what I got to go through, yeah. you know? And for us to think that having little kids do this and yeah. that's okay— I mean, um, we are, we we did a conspiracy corner on that. We know why they're pushing little kids and make that decision. <laughs> yeah, if yep. you can say yes to be a, a, a change your gender, you can say yes to have an adult relationship with a pedophile. Look, and that's look, that's that end game there. Go look that up. That's a conspiracy corner we have on YouTube and our Rumble. But, but listen, he brought that up, and I actually watched that. But I'm I'm going to tell you that I'm going to take it a step further and say like, okay, yes, I believe that's that's true, but I also believe that if they can have sex, they can vote. And I'm telling you, man, they're yeah. coming for that because yeah. if they, if all they need to do is be able to stay in power forever. That's all they really want is be able to stay in power forever. Yeah. And they can make the argument and then, to a and young then person. And then when they become communist socialists like China, right. they'll probably cause harm to all those people they that they used to get up there because China, most of the world, does not allow that lifestyle. Now, not to say it doesn't exist. They don't allow it. Yes. So- when they when they follow suit with China, they get everyone over here to put them in the perpetual power, and they can't do anything about it. And China tells them, "Here's our playbook. Goodbye to all of you social warrior, social justice warriors who think you're helping. You'll probably be the first ones to go because, in my opinion, you offer nothing to society. You're not building stuff. You're not contributing. Not you're, you're a drain yeah, on you're yeah. a drain on the society. So you'll be the first ones going. They're going to keep around the worker bees. You know, us who out there can, can you get grab a hammer and bang a nail. We'll be working." You will not, and they're not going to give you money to do nothing. That, that's the playbook, but you will have to contribute somehow, some way, because money will run out. They'll get it from us, take you out, and that's how the machine will keep going. Now, this is in the bizarre, insane conspiracy theory, but this is what other countries do. But on, on the last thing on this one is that it's it, they, psychologists already know this. I'm not, I'm not sure of saying it right now, maybe not psychologists, but they know that the younger people are more um, – lean more democratic and as you get older as you start having more responsibilities like getting married having kids having homes if you're not you become more conservative if you're not a liberal by the time you're 20 you have no heart if you're not a republican conservative by the time you're 40 you have no brain so so and so by them trying to get a younger population to vote yeah you don't pay taxes like staying on staying in power forever you're 18 you can vote but like what have you really done to earn that vote except for turn a certain age yeah now it's the same argument people say well why can't we have an immigration all we do all we were born here listen i understand that to me it's different but i get what you're saying these people they have not done anything to contribute to the country even you worked at 16 to 18 you paid some taxes you know, I don't think you should have the right to vote at such a young age. Well, you can go to war. Listen, I, I'm not saying that's wrong either. I get it. It's just, oh man, I kept you. You've been on the the screen the whole time. Really? Yeah. Oh. I have I have the set, but it, it alternates too much, so I have to do it manually. I'll go again. We've already sported it up. 
Sports, Buffalo's the best. Now, listen, Nailed man. It. So, I don't think... I, I think that Miami could be there you go. somewhere... When I watched Buffalo, at least the first half of Buffalo yesterday, yeah, I saw, okay, this is where Miami's going. Because of the, the guns that Miami has. Yeah. Like, Buffalo has three years, three years of seasoning yeah. to be where they are right now, right? Miami is just now entering that, you know, like, okay, we got a creative mind on the offensive side of the ball. We got some talent, that, like yeah. some guns, you know. I actually see, like, wow, one year under this system, next year Miami can be really scary because they, they actually they have. Be, or they can be Cincinnati. Well, listen, you sleep, you're sleeping on Cincinnati because I think they're on the – well, Chase just got um, – But, he but got they're 3-4, though. Right. With Super Bowl, but you're 3-4. and four. So, I mean, right. look at the Giants. Every game they've won or lost, they're 6-1 and one now, 7-1, and one, whatever it is, that's all been all been won by one possession. One possession. So – With the exception – well, they, they won. No, they even won, the one yeah. they lost, yeah, all, yeah. all by one possession. Right. So, next year – like, that was, that was last year's Cincinnati – what the point I was gonna make? Could you you can even say it about last year's Rams because this year they're doing nothing. Cincinnati's doing nothing. Miami's on the up and up. Miami showed flashes last year of being good, but they beat but second nothing, and third string quarterbacks. Like, not nothing offensively, like, nothing like the offensive. No, so, defensively you right. knew they were okay. So the point I was gonna make, I think I want to be tight with my my comment is offensively. Yeah, like when for I sure. watch when I watch Buffalo, I see a team that reminds me of back in the days of uh, of the uh, of. Uh, we just talked about Green Bay, yeah. that they could just move the ball down the field with no problem. I say, like, I see Miami, like, wow, man, they have the ability to score. I mean, really yeah. move the ball in five or six plays, score a touchdown. And again, I'm, cool. I'm rooting for two, but if you can find someone who can throw the ball with all their might, yeah, two, you know, man, that 70 dude, yards all opposed his, to th- all you know, his 16. Bo- that dude puts all Everything his body in. like, there's into one, it, man. Uh, Tariq Hill went up and caught it the other day, uh, yesterday. He went up for it. He got, I think, hit in the back or something. Yeah, yeah. But he craned everything he had from, like, the 30s to the to the 40 <laughs> on the other side. It's like, that wasn't you? very far, man. Yeah, yeah. But listen, I'm still, again, I'm still, I still root for two because he had a raw deal coming into the league. And he looks like the guy they thought he would be. You know, let's, you know, let's see what happens. So, a couple of things on politics. Yeah. You, you know, um, at the end of the show on Friday, I said, like, man, I just got a hit, a notification about Pelosi's husband that got attacked in the house. Yeah. Did you read anything about it during the weekend? No. Okay, so. I've he, seen a lot of things about it. But you haven't, you don't know the substance of it? Well, because everything comes coming out is more bizarre after the more bizarre. So tell me what you think you know. I don't know anything. I can tell you that. <laughs> I know it was some right winger did it. It was a neighbor. The police were on site when the guy grabbed the hammer to hit him, so it's almost almost like they let it happen. Like it was staged. It was a gay escort that got upset. Paul Pelosi's gay. Like, it was all of this insane stuff, and I'm like— And you were getting from all sources? It was just nonstop. So okay. I was like, listen, I believe his wife's a scumbag, and he probably is too, but the guy's 80-plus years old. Let's not, let's not get carried away with how we demonize some people. Then again, if he was a bad guy throughout his entire life, I still don't think you should beat him in the head with a hammer— but he should have been called to the carpet years ago, justice-wise. And then I heard that it was she was the main target, but wasn't there. Right. I don't know, man. This guy's still in jail. When you see people across the country not bonding to walk out for attempted murder, listen, even and everyone else who does everything else is out. You know, like how come he has to pay a price for breaking the law? 
But everyone else can run rampant and do what they want. So there's so many places, ways we can slice this, right? But <clears throat> so let's start with this. What we what we know, right? So this guy mentally deranged, right? Even they went to his his spouse, ex spouse. It's like, yo, this dude is is yeah. loony, right? He's a nudist, you know, and he advocates for nudity. I mean, he actually pickets with signs, yeah. butt naked, you know, saying that we should have the right to not have clothes on. So this is the kind of person that we're dealing with. And there's with. designated areas to do that. Okay, but no, I mean, this is public street. Like he's well, it's, like, it's California. Right, and he's Canadian. I just want to throw that out there. I don't know if you know that, but he's Canadian. Oh, eh? He, he That's did, why he came now. You can't be naked he, up in Canada. He did come in. Well, he's been here for a while, but he but he lives in California, Berkeley. I imagine Berkeley, it's a, Berkeley, California. It's a bit cold up there to be naked. So he, <laughs> so, uh, he did come in saying, where's Nancy, right? What's interesting is that they said that the police officers responded to a wellness call, right? You know, a wellness call, when you think of wellness, yeah, I hear that too. That's my phone. Okay. A wellness call, when you think of that, you think of Billy hasn't seen Steve in a couple of days. Yeah, well, I'm going gonna, gonna to call and say, hey, I haven't seen Steve in a couple of days. I think someone's wrong. Can you go check on him? That's what a wellness call. But in this situation, Paul actually called the police officers. Okay. okay, so the guy who got injured, uh, Paul Pelosi, actually called the police officers and said, "Hey, I got a, I got someone who broke into my house." Okay. So it wasn't really a wellness call, right? This was clearly like, "Hey, I'm I'm under duress. Come." Yeah. They come just in time to see them struggling with a hammer, and the 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 guy the the perp pulls the hammer away and lashes, you know, hits him upside the head with it. Okay. And then they jump in, they get involved in it. Another thing to say is that this is like a very expensive neighborhood. This is like pinky up, like yucky. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the pinky up neighborhood of San Francisco that they live in where this where this took place. I say all that to say that there's – I don't think we're ever going to really know what happened in this situation. I like, believe that. Why this happened. But what I will tell you is that the left is going to seize this opportunity to say, "Well, they already have these right wingers, these yeah. right wingers, these right wingers." So I saw somebody. I, I didn't even. It did not even look like a real person, let alone a real picture. But it was just. It was this shaved head white guy. You could see it, like shaved head. I don't know how, but you could. I could. You could assume anyway the way the picture was mm-hmm. with a MAGA hat on. Mm-hmm. Like it looked as fake as can be. You're talking about the guy. They were trying to portray that as the guy. Yeah. Like you can see, like stubble on the side of his head, the red hat on, and it looked like a fake. Artistry picture. Yeah, it is so. It was unbelievably listen, ridiculous. Listen, the same looking. day, the same day that we Friday when we talked about Korea, uh, uh, Jean Pierre Corinne, I guess his first name, went on MSNBC and said, "This is so January sixes, where they come in saying, where's Nancy? 'Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy?'" And I'm like, they 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 never fail to seize on an opportunity no, to be able not. to project what it is they want to project. Yeah, like there's no there's no honesty anymore. And the media is so complicit with it that they're like even what I told you with Carrie Lake, this office got broken into. No one was there when it got yeah. broken into, right? It got broken into, and automatically they said right wing, right wing, right wing. It's like, what? Where? Where are we in this process of this this experiment as a country, where there's two there's two things going on here. One is the people, like. Are, are are we that stupid that we're just gonna be spoon fed anything and just take it? I don't care which side you're on. But then the second part, which I think is even more insidious, is our media 
will not be honest. They will not they will not shoot it to a straight. Very no, seldomly will you read something where it's it's straightforward and you yourself can diagnose what you've read, the information, the data points on your own. They're always leaning us in a in a direction and it's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. It it's it, it really it, it's like I all I all I want is honesty, man. Just put it out there. Whatever if we want to go left as a country, as, as much as I don't want to go left, if we honestly want to go without any social engineering, if we want to go left, then we go left. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what a democracy does. Yeah. But with the social engineering that we do, where things that happen automatically gets blown out of proportion and says, this happened because of X, when we have absolutely no idea why it happened, because we're sowing seed of discourse. Mo- they know that nobody does any research. They clickbait they're trained to – people are told all the time, well, you have no attention span. We have no attention span. You think they just happened across finding one guy who can only watch TV for 30 seconds? No, they kept saying no attention span, no attention span, no attention span. Then they start putting out reels and TikTok and things like that that are, that are quick, that are small, quick, timely, or timely. No attention span, no attention span. So you see a headline. Paul Pelosi attacked by right winger. Yeah, I can't believe that because they brainwash you to believe you have no attention span, so you don't go looking for the information. None of this stuff they do is accidental, and if it happens to be accidental, it is for a short amount of time because someone, to your point, seizes the opportunity. It will never. They've never wasted an opportunity to manipulate. That they're very good at this stuff, and again, we call that politics. They are very good at it. They're very good at manipulation of the people. In in Illinois right now, first of all, crime is ticking up big time, right? I was driving over here today thinking like, man, I, I need to start getting start becoming more proficient using a gun again. Well, I, I never was, but I need to really pay attention to becoming oh, yeah, good at it. We should have had a social media right. segment today. Oh, you had some things for that? I uh, had quite a bit about Arizona allowing people to, mo- citizens to monitor ballot boxes yeah and people went nuts so i'm gonna sit there with some rednecks gun on my face and i'm, I'm trying to read the the new york times article but i don't, I don't subscribe to it but every person oh, if you give me that if you give it if you tell me I well can... you can i mean just in general you can probably find it but okay. it was arizona said you know you have the right to go to a ballot box and watch it and make sure nothing shady happens mm-hmm. so all the left-wing people on twitter they're like this is crazy it's intimidation and i'd written if you're doing nothing wrong, you shouldn't be intimidated. Okay, <clears throat> listen, I, 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 it's just going to sound kind of intuitive what I'm going to say, but I do have an issue with anybody with a gun. Well, that's my point. Around so me one, when, when I'm voting. So one, if so, I get where people are they're coming from. It's like, listen, you know, so here, here's the issue. In Arizona, it's an open carry, so automatically they're assuming the people watching the boxes are going to be armed. Okay, so that's an assumption to so, make. So it's like right. so I'm so I've asked like six people that I'm going back and forth with where in the article does it say they're going to be there's going to be armed vigilantes watching the box because it's Arizona because it's an open carry you're assuming the person watching is going to have a gun out intimidating you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, okay, so here so very good point. You can assume all that, good points. You can assume it. But I don't think they're going to sit there, you know, locked and loaded on you, dropping one and move. Right. You know, if you walk up with three or four, they may ask you. Now, my, my thing is this. I don't even want you asking. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Well, my thing is this. If you feel that these boxes could be compromised, one, get rid of them. 
if you're going to allow random people, again, we all know cops make mistakes with guns and they're trained very, very disciplined with a gun. So when they make a mistake, it's blown out of proportion. These are regular people standing around with regular people emotions, not trained to handle stress at a very high level. So these are regular people with guns potentially standing by a box. Mm -hmm. So one, I may have an elderly person. In certain states, you're allowed to bring more than one. No one's there to check it. So again, it shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. Because you can say, oh, it's my family. Well, let me see. First of all, you're a regular person. You can't ask yeah, me. Don't, you, yeah. Secondly, if you say it's okay for people to go watch these boxes, then maybe you think there's a problem. So one, again, get rid of them. Two, if you feel there's potential for a problem, hire security, hire someone to make sure it's good. Listen, I go a step further. Put cameras up. You know how cheap cameras are? Anything. Yeah. But, but the point is, they say you're allowed to do it. Okay, so people are thinking there's going to be a bunch of big pickup trucks with coolers out there and guys standing watching. That's the media. That's the media. No, these are the people that are talking. It's not the media. It was just one article, and these are the people who think this is going to happen. So you, you're telling me that there are, Did you read the article, or this is the one you no, said? No, I didn't read the article. I was just, okay. I was just talking and reading Times. people's back and forth but here's on my the thing. post. Because we didn't know, because you didn't read the New York Times article, you don't know how they spun the article. To yeah, make but, but I kept asking, scared, right. I go, you guys who've read this, what does it say? And nobody said anything to me about it. Right. It was just, well, if you got nothing to hide, you shouldn't worry about it, which I agree. Yeah, but I shouldn't be sitting there with some guy with a gun watching which me. Which I agree. Which I agree. Right. So, because then you have to assume the background check was done. You have to assume the person who has a gun has been psychologically cleared to have a gun. So you've got to put all your faith in a system that you already don't trust, that this guy has a gun and is right with it, that you're not going to cheat the system. It just is a recipe, in my opinion, for a potential problem. Uh, here's my issue. And can why, be spun why, politically. Why are we having drop boxes? Get like, rid of the drop box. You, you, get rid of the if, mailing. If go to the polls and drop your... Especially now. Because you know you can go to the polls and yeah, drop your, your Especially thing, now your you, have, you have early right? voting three weeks in advance. You, there's no need for a drop box. Right. You can find time in three weeks to go to your precinct and vote. Question. Can't you mail back your, your ballot? Maybe. I still I, think they get rid of mail-in voting anyway, I know, but, but I think so, But I yeah. think you can mail it because you have, like, overseas guys who mail it yeah. back in. So my point is that why are we having Dropbox? Now, unless you like, for, like for, for example, Vermont, which is very rural. Like, yeah. there's some parts of Vermont, like, at least an hour away before you get to any real yeah. civilization. Places like that, I can understand. But, but, but also, in the city, you like, vote once every two years. Right. You can find make, time. Make that combination yeah, to make it happen. I'm, I'm asking you to drive 100 miles. Once every two years, you should be able to do that to vote for your country and the people who run it. Hey, listen, but I listen. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's rule, but but again, you got to find time. You know what I mean? Right. So this, it's spun by the, and so this could be a lion's den. This could be a conspiracy corner, whatever it is. These people, uh, they're going to be sitting there with a gun. They're already posting videos online of intimidation. Like where? Show me. Tell me. Instead of just saying it, where is the information? And nobody had it. It was all their assumptions. And these people are going back and forth on the timeline. I'm reading. I'm like, I'm hearting everything because all of it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have some guy watching me. You shouldn't be worried. If you're doing everything the right way, you should have no problems. Yeah, but this guy could be upset that this. Everybody's making good points. So the fact that this is an issue, remove the problem. Right. The box is gone. None of this could happen. Right. In my opinion, I, it fact, seems like a simple fix. I would. I would. I would. I, I would have loved to be able to say. So how would you guys feel if we remove the boxes? To see what kind of response. Well, I wrote that on that a few people like it and share it. In my opinion, did anyone bash you for saying that? No, my opinion. Remove like the old man says all the time. You shouldn't have even. I think campaigning. You shouldn't have three weeks to do this. You should have two or three days to vote for somebody. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that makes sense. 
you have it's the president. You have three days to go in person. Is a whole country to get to in three days? You're waiting the long lines. Make it make it from eight to eight instead of seven to seven. You can find a way in three days. Make it five days, whatever it is, to get people there. Because the fact that you're questioning the boxes shows they can be questioned. Listen, that's I just, just want to make sure. What's your argument your dad's making? I just want to make sure I understand. You don't it. need to have three weeks of mail-in voting, three weeks of early voting. You don't need any of that stuff. Listen, I, I already told you, I told you last week, I already yeah. voted, right? There's a two-week window of early voting that I think ends this Friday. Yeah. If in the two weeks' time, you can't vote. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, dude. You got a problem. Two weeks. Yeah. And then, and then that doesn't, and early voting means that you can go to any precinct. That's yeah. what early voting does. Like, you're like, not bound to going to your precinct. You can go to any any precinct to vote. And then if you miss that two-week window, then you have to go to your precinct on the day of the vote. I mean, to me, that is very, very liberal. I mean, that's giving you plenty of opportunity. And for anyone to say so, that you need more than that. Yes, yeah, so if you have two weeks, you can take a long drive. You right. don't need to mail it in. You don't need to go to a ballot box and stuff it. You can find time in two weeks to go anywhere mm-hmm. and on on voting day. So you don't need... So I had written that... If you, the fact that people are worried means it's potential for a scandal. If you remove the potential, you have no more potential, no right, more scandal. Right. Remove it. Win-win for everybody. Yeah. But so the fact that you fight for this, in fact, has to me. You have to be thinking of doing something think, shady. Think what I just said. I said a win-win for everybody, right? Yeah. So let's say that you can make an argument that hey, there's one percent of the population that disenfranchised because of this. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, we we are a country of majority. Yeah, and if you're telling me I, I am not making rules for the one percent, because yeah. that making the rules for one percent is what can destroy what we have, which is what they're doing. The the gay commercials, the the five, the three percent of people who were gay, the one percent who were trans, all this, they're making that mainstream. So th- maybe the locking of voting, we're going to give the people who can't vote a right to vote. Now listen, you have the right to vote in America. This is what it is, but you have to get the effort to go do it. Mm-hmm. If you have a special clause or, or or something that allows you to go and place a proxy of your elderly person who you can prove cannot move and you can bring it there whatever but at the same time listen i mean what are you doing i i, I believe wholeheartedly and look 954-358-9040 i believe 100 percent that you can mail in your ballot because and if i'm right about that i don't even understand why we're no, even talking can. about drop you 100 i don't even understand why we're talking about it but i want to talk about this before we leave yeah illinois Illinois, did I say it wrong? <laughs> no, I said it too the other day. I'm like, okay. I'm driving around. Is it Illinois? Yeah. Illinois? Illinois, because there's an S at the end, but yeah. then the S is silent. Illinois, I wish I could find a YouTube video where a police chief just went on camera and just, re- like, I think it was a news briefing, but he just started to itemize in January, because the, uh, because the governor signed this law, in January, here are things that we can no longer do, Right. He said like two two things, right? He said a bunch of things, but two things that I that stuck in my mind was like And we're in the wrap up, by the way. So we got okay, like seven minutes. If someone breaks into your house, I can no longer remove them from your house. Or if someone's in your property, like let's say a business, I can no longer remove them from your place of business. I those are the two things that just leaped out at me and it's like, oh my goodness, but so many days went by before we got a chance to meet again. Yeah. I lost the video, so I wasn't able to play, right? I gotcha. But I saw an article today, which I'm gonna I'm gonna just read you a couple of things that that this new law says. It's called Safety, S-A-F-E hyphen T, Act. It's a safety act that goes into effect in, hold on, by Illinois governor in 2021, will implement sweeping reforms. I know it goes into effect in January, but it okay. says the law includes numerous provisions that critics of the law take issue with some of the these provisions, including 
ending cash bail, prohibiting judges from considering a defendant's previous behavior when determining whether he or she is a flight risk. So if I've already been, if I already have a, a rap sheet of XYZ and now I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the judge, the judge can't consider my rap sheet and, and things that I've done in the past when it comes to whether I'm a flight risk or not. Allowing a 48, listen to this, allowing a 48-hour period between the time a defendant on, on an electronic monitoring system leaves his home without permission and the time authorities can charge that person with escape. 48 hours. Isn't the point of having being home monitored is not to leave your home? This, uh, hold on, I'm going to give you more. I mean, 48 hours, there's there's literally a TV show called The First 48. After that first 48, whatever you have to solve, do, is nearly gone. So they're telling you, we're going to allow this to pretty much escape because in the first 48, if we don't have them make a move, odds are it's not going to happen. Prosecutors have 90 days to bring a defendant to trial or he has to be released. And they're saying that this that, that right there is automatically uh, like you're making it a, a task that he says is virtually impossible given the complexity of many of the legal cases. So we have 90 days to bring someone to trial or we have to actually release them from jail. We can no longer hold them. Hmm. How do you uh, feel about that one? What, the 90 days? You do. You think 90 days is enough time? I th- I, yeah. think, think about the number of crimes. If you if you look at it like, okay, you commit a crime in 90 days, surely I should be able to put you to jail, right? Mm-hmm. But if there's 900 or 9,000 all happening at the same time, the, the likelihood of getting all 9,000 uh, tried in 90 days is, un, is, is un, unlikely. Even 900, I would say, is unlikely. Hmm. I don't know. Then maybe you got to put them in house arrest or something. Yeah, but, but, but to let but, them wander free. But think about that. But listen, the kind of people that you're going to put in jail until their trial, we're not just talking about stealing bubblegum from a from a candy store. But you right? don't know that, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get it. You want to be more efficient. I understand that. But to your point, there's a lot of people. So you got you can't let if you're if you're did something wrong and you were criminally charged, there's a good chance you did something wrong. So you shouldn't be let. The, oh, we can't get you ninety days. Okay, fine. You know, hey, be better. And then you got to find a way to lock them down somewhere. Do it at home. House Second arrest. Second degree murder, aggravated assault, drug offenses, intimidation, carjacking, arson, will not be def- detainable offenses. How can second degree murder? <laughs> second not degree be murder. A- Aggravated assault, drug offenses, intimidation, carjacking, arson will not be detainable offenses unless the subject, unless the suspect is proven to be a flight risk. So only in the case where you can say this person is probably going to flee the country can you detain these people. Otherwise, you can't detain them. Oh, man. Murder and arson, you should probably be, uh, you should probably be arrested for that and held until... You see a judge. The other ones, you know, you can go back and forth with whatever. But these, uh, but lighting somebody on fire, their house on fire, and uh, killing somebody, listen, you should probably be arrested for those things. Listen, you say that, right? But I'm telling you, intimidation, I, 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 in my mind, I can see guys bullying their girls, right? Like, you know, like where you have to put a, 
what do you call those things? Restraining orders on them, right? Yeah. And you, you've heard these stories well, those before. Are, those are jokes anyway. But, but, but I'm saying, but you've heard the story before where the guy gets released and kills a, kills a woman, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. because you called the cop on me, right? For sure. So to the idea that I can't show, that, that nothing that I can do can that's overtly aggressive will keep me in jail. Yeah. Which means that me, if I feel like, okay, Billy's a threat to me, now you're forcing me to strap up because I know he's not going to. So whatever the altercation was hey, that, caused the, that caused the police to come Just have your and, ducks and, in and, a row. And, and get Billy taken away, you're telling me that in seconds or hours he's going to be released yeah. and now he's going to say, oh, you caught the cops on me? I'm, I'm coming for you. Now you're causing well, me yeah, to get strapped it, up. Let's let's say that's the case, the intimidation man for woman. All again, all all whatever it shows that liberals hate women. <laughs> that's what it shows. But, and look, because you're right, because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a restraining order, right? It's getting with the girl. Her, you know, don't don't stand for this. You've got power. Call the cops. He goes to jail. Well, we got to let him go. He's not really a bad guy. And he comes back and cuts your head off because you called the cops on him. Now, listen, what other what other logical leap could you make? Here's the point. Because I know we don't have that much time, and I want to tell you why they have these laws. Because I know you might think, like, this is crazy. How how are we having laws like this? Yeah, they are saying that this these types of laws are need to be put in place. Now, before I say that, remember, Chicago, the mecca of violence. I mean, we only there's only one other city that we know. Two other cities, I think Memphis. Memphis is one. One, and there might be one other that's higher than Chicago. I mean, we're talking about the mecca of violence yeah. in this country, right? And, and we know now that it's being exported out of Chicago and actually going into the suburbs, okay? But the Democratic governor of this entire state, you think that he cares about the entire state, is no. saying because of what's going on in Chicago, we need equity. And by equity, that means that there are more blacks that are going to jail in Chicago than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And we need to start balancing it out. So these laws are going to reduce the number of blacks who are, are being incarcerated. Okay, that's equity. And I'm and listen, I'm a black man who's speaking to you, 100% black man, okay? And I'm telling you, think about that for a second. If the black people are the ones who are causing the crime, I don't care about equity. I care about safety. Yeah. I want to be equally protected from a black person or a white person. And whoever's committing the crime, put their behinds in jail. No, because they're committing the crimes in their neighborhoods, you know. So black people are hurting other black people. That even that, that For, that's even more racist when right. you when you put it like that. Listen, when you man, it like that. That's we even talked more about racist. it with Kanye West talking about more black babies are aborted in New, in York, New York than York. not. So they can be racist without having hold to on, do on, anything. We have, we have to say that statement more clearly, more accurately. More black people are killed in New York by abortion than are being born in new york yeah so they're allowed to be let that racist. settle for a second we kill more black people through by way of abortion yeah then we actually have babies being born pushed in by new the york. liberals who love black people telling you go out there and kill your babies they're saying we're going to allow more crime in these areas which is mostly black on black crime you know we're going to make the criminals feel better while they victimize mo mo majority of black people all this, guys. And these liberals care. Come on, man. I, I tell. I've said this multiple times. I have no problems with Democrats. I really don't like the idea of Democrats and the, the liberal Democrats or um, 
classical Democrat or classical liberal, liberal yeah. and what they stood for. I don't necessarily stood have a problem. Stood for. Yes, I don't very, have. A, I don't have. A, nice I don't have line. a problem with that ideology, right? I believe that you need to have a balance, you know, because I don't think either side is perfect, and so by having that balance, we have a better way of staying within our boundaries. What we're seeing right now is not classical liberalism. It is not the Democratic Party of the JFKs, not even close to it. And it's so extreme that I don't even know what to call it. But what I do know is that whatever this is... It's American communism. It's it's what what it is. Whatever it is that we're talking about, whatever we call this, and it is, it's all rooted in Marxism. Mm -hmm. Equity is rooted in Marxism where everyone has the same. is rooted in Marxism, is rooted in communism. It's not... It's a lie. It's it's a, it's it's a a cover that they're throwing over. Uh, uh, it's, it's putting uh, lipstick on a pig. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lie because it's still a pig. What I'm trying to say to you is that most of these prosecutors that are being elected, look. And I read to you in the article that I was reading to you about in uh, in Illinois. There were over a hundred Democratic prosecutors in Illinois. Illinois that are speaking against this and saying like this is like look this is crazy we so you're having Democrats who are saying this is crazy you're going too far so what I'm saying to you is that all of this is happening it's not by accident no we need to start asking why is this happening and there is a an effort that is being put forth by outside entities China is one of them the WEF is another one that is trying to destroy this country. And and, and, and and this season in our life, where we are right now as a country, we got to stop looking at it as Republican Democrat. We got to stop it. And we got to look at regular people, regular politicians and the crazies. And I'm telling you, anyone who advocates anything that's crazy, we can't be voting for them. Because what they're talking about is actually undermining and destroying our country from within. They want us to be nothing and so that we can be in lockstep with the rest of the world. And, you know, you know where I'm going to go with that. But I'm just telling you, man, it's time for us to open our eyes and wake up and see what's happening. These are like these are unusual times that we're living in. And there are unusual things to be being the president of the United States lets a trans interview him and the trans person is not transitioning into a woman. He's transitioning into an adolescent, which means age doesn't even matter anymore. This is unusual, and we need to see it for what it is. I concur. You guys going out tonight? Be safe. Happy Halloween. Dress in something that doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. Also, screw anybody who gets their feelings hurt by you dressing up as something, as a costume. Be safe. Have your parents check your candy. All that fun stuff. This is episode 123. Have a very good day. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, 123. You guys have a good one. Peace.